0: This podcast was created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify.
1: Okay. So this is something I wrote called Finding Love Bollywood-ish style. And here it goes. Here's a simple guide. So you don't sit at home and hide. It'll help you find love, Bollywood-ish style. Go on a Euro trip to find someone who'll make your heart flip. Make sure it is for a minimum of a month. So if not Raj, you can find some Swiss sand. Always be fashionably late, because only then can Cupid play with fate. Especially while traveling by train, show that if you don't get in, you will go insane. Just then. Your hero will pull you inside in one swift motion and love will happen without you having to administer any magic potion. From DDLJ's Simran to Yejavani's Naina, everyone has experienced this ban. Whatever you do, don't wear glasses. It doesn't appeal to the male masses. Does the name Naina ring a bell? The one who transformed her American restaurant into one that sells Indian food in Or even scholar Naina, who went from being cute to someone who made Kabir and the audience's hoot. Oh, and whatever you do, don't be a tomboy. Anjali was one, but she only got Rahul when she was coy. Mera Bharat Bahan. The same rule applies yaha. The more sanskari you are, pyar will not be far. Every Hindi serial will tell you that. You haven't seen Dil Mil or what? In that case, there's also Cocktail, where Mira got Gotham while Veronica wailed. Make sure that you're the damsel in distress, whose life is what people would politely call a mess. Someone who needs to be rescued from what would ideally be a family feud. Rifts between families is a plotline that never gets old, as the ref- repercussions are often manifold. Devdas Hoya Ramlila, the drama works wonders on Riya. Weddings are matchmaking marketplaces. Take your pick among a thousand faces. It is the best place to try the Che din ladka in mantra, while looking great and dancing away to Mika. Pray every night for a neighbor like Kalona Ho's Aman. Or for that matter, yeh dhyeh is Raman. They'll teach you how to smile while falling in love with you all the while. If none of this comes handy and doesn't make your life fa- fine and dandy, don't blame me but the films we watch for making our lives hotchpotch.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Closet Writer Chronicles. I'm your host, Sangeeta, a.k.a. The Moody Marshmallow. You just heard our guest for today, Diya Rekhi. Diya is a journalist and she currently works with a leading business daily and covers business, tech and political developments in Tamil Nadu. She has also been dabbling in formats like news-based podcasts and even started a small lockdown experiment called What Drives You Cuckoo? This is a two-part conversation. On this episode, which is part two, Dia and I will be chatting about Bollywood and our love for Hindi movies and our childhood obsession with Hindi TV series. We also talk about OTT platforms and new age content that really changed it for us as viewers and Dia shares her dream of writing a book and web show someday. To hear about Dia's journey as a journalist, tune in to part one. But um, I think Continuing on the Bollywood note, what are some of your favorite Bollywood films? Because I know we've spoken about this and there are many, but what are some of like your all-time favorite Bollywood movies?
1: There are a lot of them. Like you said, there are many, 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 many. many. But I think I I miss old school Bollywood. Same. For me, I think I haven't seen a good romance in a while. I really haven't. That is so true hurts me sometimes because you know these days romances are all like we want to be realistic and I'm like there we can't <laughs> that in my real life there is no romance there so at least give me something to like hold on to in the movie so you know even like a good rom-com is not like a genre that I feel we've perfected mm. Um, I mean we, we have great musicals and romances but I feel the rom-com genre in Bollywood has so much scope for betterment um, yeah, I really feel like we're missing out on that particular genre. And there's so much scope for that. I, I feel like if you're asking my favorite films, I would say old school Bollywood for me. Now, if I say old school Bollywood, someone who's older is going to be like, <laughs> what kind of old school is this? But I'm saying what 90s. I
0: do.
1: Yeah, the 90s. I definitely feel there's a lot of nostalgia. Um uh, like attached to it. Maybe many of those films haven't even aged well. You know, right. uh, but I still feel like I go back to them when I want comfort. So right. definitely, hota hai, dil hai. yeah. Uh, you know, I think even uh dil hai, I can watch any number of times, and I'm really looking it's forward a beautiful to film. The, the new version of it, which is yeah. pretty- an all-girl like, cast. But yeah. I really hope they don't mess it up. Because I just feel like these, these you know rejigs of old films, many of them have mess it up. But since Farhan Akhtar and Zoya Akhtar are at the helm, I'm hoping
0: it'll be a good film. Yeah, for
1: so, sure. So, yeah, Diljata Hai, Ye Jawani Hai, Rewani. I think yeah. Andha is one of my favourites. It's
0: I an really amazing really film. film. Yeah, it's an amazing film. such but... a good
1: film and I really I like a lot of Ayushman Kharana's films. In same, same. Sometimes definitely Ayushman Kharana's
0: films. Definitely. I yeah. like
1: Gully Boy also yeah. a lot. I thought Janmeen was very good. Funnily enough, I love Lutera. I, I know. a lot Oh, of I mean, I liked
0: it. I, no, no, even I enjoyed I that. I loved
1: film. Lutera. I I love the vibe of that film, and um, you know the way it was shot and the yeah, they can very atmosphere. I also love that story. You know that yeah. uh, last leaf, right? It's called
0: yeah by uh, O. Henry. It's yeah, based on that I short story. I
1: love the story. I yeah. love the story. And I remember we read it. I mean, in school. It. I'm saying we read it in school, right? Yeah, we yeah. did. We did. Yeah. And I mean, close at home, I feel like I was speaking about how most like films on journalism aren't depicted well. I think the first half of Moore is my right. life in an actual. <laughs> like her entire existence is just like, why am I doing this? What am I doing? Like, what is my life? I have no love life. I have weight issues. I have this. I have that. Yeah, this is, uh, that is my life, I think, in a nutshell. Yeah. So I think Noor was also a good film, the first half. The second half was okay. Hmm. But um, the first half was, I, I really liked the first half. And what else? I mean, you can help me with this. Right? Uh, I, I think mentioned Nia Javani, right? I oh, like that's
0: Niejawani. a good film, yeah. I think I, think I also enjoyed uh, I Hate Love Stories from Dharma. I quite enjoyed that film. I thought that was
1: I hate love stories, but I have an unpopular opinion that I like Fikre.
0: Oh my god! Okay, no, (laughs) I'm sorry. You you can join Anupama Chopra because I think she was the only critic who liked. Yeah, I
1: did see that, and I really liked Fikre. As in, like as as maybe because I really liked uh, Ranvi's character. You know, maybe so. I think you forgive other things, but yeah, I liked Fikre. Maybe also because it was the first time that we were seeing a romantic comedy in a while.
0: Maybe, uh, yeah. Because
1: yeah, I do feel that was part of it. Yeah. And for sure. Yeah, I really miss that genre. I don't know why people don't make more rom
0: coms. I yeah. don't get it. I think this we've is seen true.
1: a little bit. No, we haven't actually. Can you no, think
0: of anything? I can't. It, because I mean, if yeah, because even if you ask me, I go back to those old '90s films, like. I, like, I love DDLJ, and which is Dilwale Dulanya Le Jayenge. I'm sorry, Shahrukh Khan and Kajol yeah. are just the best. Like, you cannot. Like, even I yeah, grew up... Shah
1: Rukh Khan in- can still make my heart skip a beat, man. He is just, yes. like... Uh, though in Harry Met Sejal, jab Harry Met I did Sejal not watch that
0: disaster.
1: film. No, you, it's good you didn't, because it was not <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I really feel like Sharukh and Kajol are my childhood, and I am more than happy to see them together again.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know. There was
0: there not I can't think of anything else. Yeah, in recent times you're you're right. I mean I can't really think of any like good um rom coms that have really like wow, this could be like an all-time favorite or classic. Like I, I know what you mean. Because even I think the only one that that's why when you said I enjoyed was I hate love stories because and the reason I liked it is because it kind of made fun of all the other rom-coms from the 90s, and essentially it went through the same arc which is why it was like funny. And I I enjoyed that film. Um, And we can go on with this conversation. But I think we should really shift gears before we're like, Oh, my God, Oh, my God. (laughs) But no, I mean, I mean, Bollywood is definitely I mean, it's a huge craze in India, uh, especially North India. But I mean, now I think you have a lot more regional content also coming in. But having said that you also have TV serials, which are like a huge culture in India, like, Hindi even in the south like you know Tamil cereals or Malayalam cereals or whatever and I know you and I were huge consumers of Hindi cereals while growing up and it's that I know, yeah exactly <laughs> uh, yeah but anyway and I know a lot of people have judged us for this but I really don't care because we really did and you know why do you think and you know forget even us there like You know, it's a craze even otherwise, among so many people, like Hindi TV serials, I have seen people writing fan fiction on Wattpad for, you know, serial characters and stuff. So it's crazy. And that craze was there. It's still there. You know, the fact that it's carried on so much, even with current day serials, though, I actually don't watch that much today. I think I only watched like one serial with my mother. Uh, That's it. But back in the day in school, I think we used to watch like most stuff that used to come on TV. Why do you think that Craze was there or is there with like Hindi serials?
1: See, I can speak for myself when I say this. I am very dumb. Okay, Like (laughs) I love watching mindless crap from time to time. And I have no shame in admitting it. Now, everybody is going to go around saying Oh, I'm very intellectual. I want to watch only sensible stuff and all. I'm not one of those people. I yeah. thoroughly enjoy watching shit also from time to time.
0: And absolutely
1: unrealistic shit. Yeah. So I think when we were young, when it came to serials, I want to like, you know, make a distinction and say that at least in our case, like yours in my case, we watched TV when it was worth watching. That's you also know? true. Um I think Star One was really where the party was at. And yeah. those who missed that Star One bus, I think really missed out on a fun time, you know, in this whole thing of uh, oh, you know, this is crap and all of that. If you watch Star One, they were really great serials. You had Sarabhai versus Sarabhai, you had, yeah. you know, your Milenge
0: uh, hum, What is that? Melee mil- mil- no Mile Jabhamtum. Yeah. Mil-e jab
1: Ha that you had that, you had Dil Mil guy, you had so many serials. You yeah. know, if I start listing, there'll be so many.
0: You even had and stuff like India Calling, which was actually very progressive. India
1: Calling was a great show. Yeah. So I think that you know it started off with me watching serials with my grandmother, and she used to watch a lot of these SAS kind of thing. Yeah. Like shows. And hmm. then I grew up a little bit and I found this great channel called Star One where they were showing like really fun, you know, teen based shows and you know like hmm. it was just a good thing to watch and yeah. you also saw these uh, romantic ones I only watch the romantic ones because like I mean Bollywood but yeah and they peddle nonsense in the name of romance that's a different thing but I still bought into it because you're young and impressionable and hopeful you know that with time that kind of goes down the drain anyway So at that point, I feel like I thought if someone doesn't look me straight in the eye lovingly for 15 of the 20 minutes that the serial aired, uh, they were not worth my time, you know. And I really believe that, oh, you know, something is going to happen and someone is going to fall from the sky. I'm still hoping someone falls from the sky. But, you know, with age, you become more jaded and you realize nobody's falling from any sky. (laughs) And... uh, you need to take care of yourself because unlike in the serials, when you trip and fall, you fall. <laughs> Nobody's coming to like magically appear and yeah. you and look into your eyes and be like, oh my God, this Dupatta is flying and all that. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> so, and it's so far from reality that you buy into it. I That's If true. you give me a good serial even now, I will still buy into it. And even if it's ridiculously like outlandish in terms of its approach and treatment, like Hindi serials are, yeah. I do feel like I would still watch it. Like, if you give me a revamped good version of Dil Mil Gai, I'll still watch it. Even mm. though they did no medicine in that show. They were only doing lavology in that show. Yeah, Not that's thing true. they were doing. Yeah. yeah but this still, is true. you bought into it because you were like, okay, fine. You know, that character Arman is messed up, but at least he loves her and he's willing to change. So, yeah,
0: but he's actually, actually a very problematic character when you look in hindsight. Precisely.
1: He's like, so I'm saying, like, if you give me a new version of that, which is mm. good to watch. The problem today is everything is only nagin and some samp and this and that. And I that's, yeah, this, I don't even know what all. The, oh my god. Get
0: into this. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I
1: don't, don't want that.
0: Yeah, but I think then the refreshing shows that came were like um, shows from other countries like say a Zindagi Gulzar Hai. You had a Fawad Khan enter, which was like so refreshing uh-huh. after so long to see a show like that. Though even Zindagi Gulzar Hai is a very problematic show and there's a lot of patriarchy and misogyny in that show. It's still a very uh, like the first time I watched it, there's like... I still loved record. it. Yeah. yeah, I loved it too. And I was like, I can see the problems, but I still like enjoy this show. Um, I can see the problems,
1: but I can see Fawad Khan. Exactly. So that's the that's, that's, that's like thing. That. That's the yeah. thing. It's,
0: it's Fawad Khan. Let's just leave it at that. But yeah, I mean, but no, speaking of content like that also, I think now with OTT, you have so many different kinds of series. come. Like, I mean, K-dramas are like a huge thing now. And like I said, uh, even like Pakistani shows are like a thing now. And you have content coming in from everywhere. So, like, do you also, like, watch stuff from, like, other places? And, uh, you know, is there anything you specifically enjoy?
1: Uh, I do watch a lot of stuff from elsewhere, too. But I didn't really get with the gay drama program. I have not even, like, here and there, I see clips that come up on Instagram. But I have not really gotten... Drawn into the craze of key dramas, and as for Pakistani shows, when Zindagi Gulzar Hai came out, I saw it. I saw Hamzafar also, but I didn't get sucked into either of those, you know, uh, diverse you know, genres of movies and films and you know, series and so on. I stick to a lot of Indian content, but I find that the Indian content on the web is very different from. So I don't watch TV.
0: That TV is either. true. That is true. So
1: I feel like there's a lot of great Indian content on the web now. Yeah. You know, there is a lot of crap also. <laughs> uh, but you can filter out what you like and what you don't like. For sure. In terms of even, you know, interesting documentaries. There are so many. I recently saw this uh, documentary on the Burhari deaths. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Fine chilling, but done mm. so well. You know? mm. So I feel like. Um, there is a lot of interesting content on the web that mm. is open for people to consume, mm. which is why you won't go back to TV because true. you have a finite amount of free time true. where you want to, you know, have, you want to be invested in a good story. Oh, it yeah, comes down to sure. that, you know, we keep yeah. talking about storytelling. Hmm. If the story is not going to get you invested, why are you going to watch it?
0: Yeah, that is true. That and is very especially
1: true. when there are so many options out there. So. Yeah. I think definitely, and also it's the convenience of watching at your own time. I don't have that Tata Sky record option. I know people use that record option to watch later and all of that. I don't have that. Yeah. So for me, it's like if you miss the nine o'clock slot of a, a serial, you have to wait for the repeat telecast whenever it comes. But here I can finish work at, say, 10 o'clock and still right. put on my uh, you know laptop and start where I left off. Yeah. So I think the convenience that it gives, I can pause in between, I can do whatever I want um, if something comes up. So I think, yeah, definitely that. There are a lot of good Hindi shows. Uh, There are a lot of great international shows. I feel like the main content I consume from, uh, you know, uh, creators from other countries would be good crime uh, dramas or, you know, true crime documentaries or something like that. I'm currently watching this on Netflix, which is called Turning Point, which is about 9 11 and the subsequent war on terror, and it's very interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm only on the first episode, but I'm pretty invested in it, so I definitely think I'll
0: finish off. Wow. No, right I'll definitely episode. check it out. That sounds like a really interesting show, but yeah, I think you're right. In terms of you know, of anything- since we're
1: talking about this, yeah, yeah, sorry, go on.
0: No, no, tell me, tell me.
1: No, I was just saying that since we're talking about this, another big factor that I think, um, Indian shows need to realize is that you don't have to have 10,000 episodes yeah you know that is the problem because even with good shows they all start off well and then you know you see that if you watched Hindi serials long enough you see the same cycle repeating yes some accident will happen yeah then he'll forget he'll lose his memory then this (laughs) girl will come into his life and he'll fall in love with somebody else but then he'll realize he's actually in his before he had the accident he was in love with her and she will be this forgiving, loving, darling soul who will say, do whatever you want. I mean, that's the problem. You, know? yeah, you can have a good tight 26-episode show. I think, do that, no, and finish it. Move to the next one. You don't have I to agree. do this like never-ending saga. <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest problem. I think that's the distinction.
0: That's true. No, no, I agree. Because I think even, say, a show like... In, in since we're talking about Indian uh, OTT shows, I think one I've really enjoyed uh, is Little Things, the one with Dhruv Segal and with Right, I really like. It. I haven't
1: seen the latest. Episodes.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, you should. It's um, it's. Yeah, but, I, you know, I kind of agreed with some of the reviews that the latest season wasn't the same as the first three. I think because Dhruv Cycle didn't sit in on the writing this time. Maybe that's why. I mean, it was still lovely. It was done. But you could tell they were sort of rushing, I feel, in the last season. But it was still nice. It was definitely still nice and, like, heartwarming to watch and all of that. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's been one good. I uh, even liked uh, Mismatched with uh, Prajipta Kohli and... Uh, I really Roetsana. liked Mismatch. I
1: saw it only recently. I missed it when. it out. I saw yeah. it only recently and really liked it. I'm looking yeah.
0: forward to next So yeah, you do have like really nice content, and I, I completely agree on the crime drama thing. Like, I mean, I think Sacred Games is what really changed it. Um, I loved that show, I thought it was very well done. Yeah, I think that's what really changed it for Indian OTT. But yeah, I think there's so much interesting content coming out. Even Family Man is a great one, just throwing that out there. I think Family Rajan Man is
1: great. Asur is very good. For a lot of people who don't know, Asur is great. Uh, the yeah. Arshad Vasi one with Barun you I haven't watch it, Samhita, it. if you haven't oh, yeah. seen
0: it. yes, Please watch I it. I think it's on yeah.
1: good. It's really good.
0: Yeah, um, for sure. I saw
1: a couple of others. There's Criminal Justice with... Yes, Massage, I loved that. Also good.
0: Loved that. Yeah. Party, there's a second amazing. season as well. Yes, I watched the second one too. Yeah, watched I saw both the
1: seasons.
0: second season.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, no, Asur is very good. I mm-hmm. highly recommend it
0: no so yeah definitely there's there's a lot now you can like really sink your teeth into and it's it's an exciting time for sure but you know speaking about all these stories and since you know dia you and i have been exposed to this kind of content and because we've discussed it so much at various points you know and I'm not sure if we've discussed this on a personal level, but this is something I definitely want to ask you. Do you ever see yourself like writing a book or writing a script, maybe for like movies and serials and being like, do do a better job? Because I think we've discussed this that, you know, maybe we should start writing. (laughs) But do you ever see, do you ever see yourself doing something like that? That, oh, maybe I'll write a book today. Or maybe, you know, I might actually end up writing for television or movies at some point
1: you know, I've thought about it a lot and we've discussed it also a lot as kids itself. So yeah. it is something which has been at the back of my mind for a while. And then you see a lot of uh, content which you feel like you can also write in terms of, you know, uh, even something like little things, right? Yeah. It's actually a very nice, simple show. It's not anything which is out of the ordinary. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's based on regular instances of just a couple's you know triumphs and downfalls through yeah. being together right it's right. a fairly simple uh premise if you ask me sure. so I'm like okay I this is something I can work with but I've thought about it and I have a few ideas as well to write a script for you know in terms Ooh, of like fun. a web series or something like that yeah but I think it's also about the discipline of executing those ideas they Definitely. can be ideas and I can sit and tell you I have this idea and that idea I don't think I've had the discipline to sit down and actually write um you know a full-fledged script mm. because sometimes I feel like where am I supposed to start you know I have <laughs> all of these things like bringing in my head and um to sit down and actually write which is why you know a lot of people say you call themselves a writer I feel like I'm uh I feel like I'm a wannabe writer because. I write for a living, but that is different. You know, those mm. stories are different. That way of writing and that style of writing is very different. Right. Uh, journalistic writing is different from writing for a film or a uh, you know a web series or something like that. So, yeah, the ideas are there, but mm. it's about when I sit down. to yeah. As for a book, I think one of the things on my bucket list is to write a crime thriller at some point, oh, when should. and whether that will happen. I don't know, but it's definitely something that I would like to do. Uh, But yeah, I think, you know, uh, it's, at this point, it's become one of those things that you tell yourself every year, right? You're like, this year, I'm going to do this and this. And then you realize it's already October. And you're like, oh, shit, where did this year go? So yeah, I think it's about being disciplined. And that's something I've been very good at.
0: Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, no, I, I completely agree. You're right. It is about building that consistency and discipline. But also see, since the fact that you are doing it as a living, you're, you're still it's, I agree, it's a different style of writing, but you are like writing nonetheless, you are sort of exercising that muscle, so to speak, this would be a little obviously different. But I think, I don't know, whenever you sit down to do it, I think you'll do a wonderful job. And I I really hope you do sit down and write that book because I would love to read it. And I know it would be amazing because you're a really great storyteller. So I I would love to like sit and read your work for sure. Um, But sort of coming now towards the end of the interview and towards, we already spoke about you writing books and maybe a series or something someday. What are your aspirations? You know, what are things you're looking forward to either in the near or distant future?
1: Sankita, you're being like, you're pushing me down an ex- existential spiral now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is some loaded question. I think maybe it would be to get better at my job, um, you know, in terms of sniffing out better stories. I also feel like I'm very keen on learning new formats of storytelling. Um, you know, I already mentioned that I have this. Uh, lockdown experiment that I started in terms of my page which is what drives you cuckoo and I had done a like small podcast which I have not been consistent with I put out a couple of episodes during the first lockdown and I enjoyed doing it and even this is an interesting format for me I have uh, read your work as well appreciated it and I told you also the newsletters were lovely so I feel like blogging was something that I had taken up at one point where I was writing for fun, you know, basically silly, filmy pieces uh, based on movies that I had watched or anything like that. And I used to write about, you know, what love is like in the movies and what love is like or the lack thereof is like in real life. And I completely stopped at some point because, you know, life catches up and then work and this and that. And these sound like lame excuses, but I do feel like, at some point your priorities sort of shift mm. and you're like okay i'm going to i'm going to do this when things are better but right. then you realize things never really get better and perfect at mm. any point and that you have to do what you've got to do you know right and i do feel like i'd like to restart that process of writing for fun because yeah. at this point like you said i am writing so there's that discipline of writing something every day but it's not the same yeah. um so yeah, I think maybe getting back to writing fun stuff, possibly uh, getting back to maybe doing a little bit more on that podcast. I am actually working, but for work again, it's a news-based podcast. That- nice. And yeah, so from time to time, we do different episodes. I get to either edit or I get to host. And it's obviously a large team. So maybe in two weeks, I'll edit once or I'll host once or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's been, it's been great. So, yeah, and apart from this, whatever I mentioned earlier, maybe a script sometime, maybe a book, but this is all sounding like some castles in the air at this point. So hopefully um, we'll be able to talk once something concrete is.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, but that's that's yeah. amazing, dear. That's that's incredible. More power to you. Hope all of this happens. Um, so coming to our last question, what I love to ask people, what is a piece of advice or learning you'd like to share with people can be creative professional or something you've just generally experienced personally and wish more people knew more about
1: I think this is an instance in my life that um, changed or not not really changed but I feel made me realize that it's okay you know and, and that I should calm down a little bit because as as an overthinker like The the worst thing that you can do is to sit and be like, I'm making the worst decision of my life. It's a bad decision. I'm ruining my life and all of that. So uh, when I was quitting my job in Mumbai to come back to Chennai to do general reporting and so on, I really was under the impression that I am, you know, possibly kicking the biggest break of my life, you know, and... I was like, this is just a bad idea, this is a bad decision. And everybody around me was telling me that, you know, you're do- doing the wrong thing, you're making a mistake and how are you going to you know handle this and all of that. And this is my first job, you know. So it really makes you think, you're like, am I doing something? People are like, you're being ungrateful and all of that. And it really played on my mind. And at one point, one of my colleagues saw that, you know, people were saying all of this, so he took me aside and he made me sit down. And I guess he picked up on the fact that it was really bothering me, and he sort of just told me that, listen, yeah, um, people will always say things, you know, and there is nothing like a bad decision. You know, don't go on putting this pressure on yourself that this is a bad decision. It is a decision. So just think of yourself as being at a point where you have to cross a really crowded street you know in terms of cars just you know zooming by and there are no signals or anything like that everybody around you around you is telling you don't cross the street you know you're going to get hit by a car you're going to get hit by a car don't cross the street and you know you have to cross the street whether it is now and that traffic is not going to get better so you decide to cross the street in the best way that you can and believe me when you're on the other end of the street, the same people who told you, don't cross, don't cross, don't cross, will tell everyone else, oh my God, look at her, what a brave girl, she crossed the street, she managed to do this, wow, talia bajao and all of that. So he said, just make use of every opportunity you get. Be the one who crosses the street and be the one who paves your own path. So I think that a lot of the times, and I'm guilty of this as well, the fear of failure or the fear of making a bad decision comes in the way of taking advantage of certain opportunities. And I think that if people can learn or try, like I am, try to let the opportunity be the focus and consider every, uh, you know, chance that they get as an opportunity to learn rather than, oh my God, this is going to be such a, terrible experience or something like that. I think that, yeah, I'm not saying be reckless, you know, but remember that no experience is wasted and that many years later, you might find that what you deemed as the worst incident could end up being something that helps you learn and grow the most. So, yeah, I think just be open to opportunities. Don't fear bad decisions. I
0: think that's what yeah. I think. No, and that's that's very well put and I, I completely agree. There's no point sitting and overthinking things and especially going with that whole thing, oh my God, what will people say? It's pointless because by the end of the day, you are living your life. Only you know what makes you happy and what doesn't. So yeah, and you're right, it's it's a decision. Um, you can always make another one if something doesn't work because you learn from it, you'll grow. Um, so it's very well put and I think it's much needed for many people to hear, especially in today's uh, climate, for sure. But with that, yeah, we've come to the end of this interview. I had so much fun talking to you, Dia. Uh, this is, I can't wait for people to hear this because I think this is going to be a really interesting conversation for people to hear. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: No, it's my pleasure. I've, I've loved every moment. Of-
0: yeah, thank you so much. So that was part two of my conversation with Dia Reiki. I had a lot of fun recording this and I got some really cool movie and web show recommendations to check out. Closing this episode with a blog piece written and narrated by Dia. I hope you enjoyed the show and I'll see you next week with a new guest and a new chronicle to share. Talk soon!
1: This is another one which is based on true events It's called Real Romance, Real Problems. February makes me feel nauseous. It is that time of the year when everything is heart-shaped, from cushions to balloons to chocolates. Love is in the air, but only for a select few. For those who have managed to find love in a hopeless place, as Rihanna would say. But what about the rest of us, the broken-hearted single souls who walk about the streets aimlessly Hoping to change the L in our lives from laundry to love. I dread Valentine's Day because it's a day designed to amplify the sorrows of singledom. I took it upon myself a few years ago to ensure that my relationship status changed from single to it's complicated if not in a relationship. Friends advised me to put myself out there. But I often wondered where exactly is this out there? Is it on the other side of platform 9 and 3 quarters? Because every time I hear about this mystical place, I imagine it to be one where there are unicorns in the sky, rainbows everywhere, and single men and women walking about in robes with wreaths around their head. But apparently, out there has nice, smart guys. But here's the thing, last I heard, dinosaurs were extinct. Despite several dating app disasters, my resolve got only stronger. I'm going to tell you about this time a couple of years ago when I thought I'd hit the jackpot. This time, I thought I wouldn't be single on Valentine's Day. I thought I found the greatest opportunity right out of the movies when I was waiting for my baggage to arrive. Pun not intended. This guy came up to me at the airport to buy a donut. Not from me, from someone there. He was struggling to communicate with the lady at the counter to know if it was a milk chocolate donut. At this point, I knew it was my time to shine. So I spoke to the lady in Tamil and found out that it was milk chocolate. He smiled and thanked me and we spoke about language being such a barrier. We exchanged numbers and I headed to the baggage belt while while he waited for me. That is what should have happened. What really happened was an anti-climax. Not only did he not say thank you, he didn't even smile at me. So, I awkwardly walked to the other end, where he sat shamelessly eating the donut I ensured he got. And what happened next, you ask? He pushed off, while I lugged my suitcase out. I saw him outside again, except this time he was cruising by in a BMW. He should have stopped and asked if I needed a lift. And, you know, we would have driven off to far, far away so we could live happily ever after. But that is the problem with romance in real life. It's nothing like in the movies. So while the world painted the town red, quite literally, I could only hope to paint the town a dull beige at least. I watched 27 dresses that Valentine's Day, hoping Kevin Doyle will jump out of the screen and be my Valentine. Talk about unrealistic expectations.